podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we have a special guest co-host today, the one, the only, the inimitable curmudgeon of the UFO field. He doesn't like me saying that. Don Ecker. What do you mean? I love that. You love it. Oh, okay. So... I'm the lovable curmudgeon. Absolutely. What are you talking about? Ask my wife. Gene, ask my wife. I will indeed. I didn't mean to put you off your feed there, pal. Oh, hey, listen, I'm glad you like it because I'll continue doing it. So there. Okay? I will continue to call you the curmudgeon of the UFO field. A couple of things I want to go to before we get to our guest, who is the Reverend Dr. Barry Downing. First time on the Paracast. So this is going to be a real interesting show. But before we do that, a couple of things to bring up. First of all, as some of you listeners know, I am currently living in a motel because the property management at the apartment at which we were living decided we would be happier if we didn't live there. And we're looking for a new place. And that's how it goes. Unfortunately, in the UFO field, there are lots and lots of trolls out there. And some of those trolls have decided that people who have money problems ought to be the subject of their personal attacks. So if you read this stuff, don't. I won't name the people who are involved. Some I thought would be respectable, but some are not. And that's how it goes. In the meantime, obviously, we're able to do a show because the motel, the computer, the mixer, the mic, and internet connection, and we're in business. And now another thing. And this is something that Don and I and Chris O'Brien have talked about over the years. A certain former exposed figure in the UFO field has, like Count Dracula, opted to return. Now, tell our listeners again how you and Lance Moody helped to expose Philip Imbrogno. Oh, my. We're going back to 2011. Now, many people listening to my voice will be aware, and maybe many others won't, that I have been hosting my own radio program, Dark Matters Radio. Now, actually, Gene, I'm in about my 28th year of being a broadcaster. Not all on the same network, of course. But Dark Matters Radio began its life in 2004 on a satellite network. In 2010, I was uh, brought on the Cyberstation USA network until about a year and a half ago. And now I am on KGRA. And in that time, of course, as you can imagine, I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of uh, people. Now, back in 2011, I had occasion to host a a well-known and, at the time, respected UFO researcher and author by the name of Philip J. Imbrogno. Now, I had, in that year, and I believe the year previously, interviewed him twice. And on both shows, he had told some well, quite frankly, extraordinary tales. But he was also billing himself as having received 
a doctorate degree from MIT. And on my shows, he made a point of mentioning on a number of occasions that during the war in Vietnam, he was a member of the United States Army's elite special forces, a Green Beret. And not only a Green Beret, but that he had been part of SOG, Studies and Observation Group, which was, at the time during Vietnam, an extraordinarily black project where special forces personnel were sent into places like Laos and Cambodia. Now, I am a Vietnam vet. At the time when he made those claims, I got to say that I was somewhat curious about following up on that, but I was doing a five-night-a-week show then, and basically, I was a, a one-man band, so I really didn't have the time to follow up on a lot of things. Now, Lance Moody is a long-time or was a long-time user on the Paracast, and not only a user, he was becoming a noted skeptic. Now, there's nothing in the world wrong with skepticism. I am a skeptic, as I think you will attest to. But Lance had occasionally launched ad hominem attacks on a number of users. And that created some friction on the uh, forum. Now, that's not to say that in some cases he might not have been correct, but he, uh, he was uh, sometimes, I think, intentionally other times not intentionally abrasive. But he and I clashed on several occasions. You know, I want to ask one question before you go on. Sure. Okay. Uh, Reverend Downing, do you know who Lance Moody is? No, I don't know Lance Moody. Philip Rogro, he was basically Long Island, Hudson Valley area, right? Uh, Hudson Valley, upstate New York, yeah. yes. Yes, yeah, so right. that's correct. So he's, he's only about a couple of miles away from me. But the other guy, I don't know. Don? Okay. At any rate, uh, it was sometime earlier that year, perhaps uh, March, April, or even May. It's been now. It's been about seven, eight years ago. He contacted me privately and said that uh, he had done some research on the purported claims of Imbrogno's Ph.D., he had contacted MIT, and they had literally absolutely no record of his attending, much less receiving a Ph.D. Now, on uh, his author's website back then, uh, it had that listed very prominently. He was a, a school teacher. And he claimed, of course, not only his Bachelor of Science, but then his Master's and now a Ph.D. And there was absolutely no record of it. Now, in the UFO field forever, we have had those individuals that have made extraordinary claims concerning their backgrounds, their education, and what have you. Suddenly, it looked like a fellow that went all the way back to the very early 1980s, had, along with Dr. J. Allen Hynek and Robert Pratt, 
wrote one of the then seminal books on the UFO topic, which was the Hudson Valley UFO, uh, that was being basically exposed as a fraud. Now, when Lance came to me, and having known Lance, I uh, I was, coin a phrase and no pun intended, skeptical. And I cautioned him. I said, look, you had better be certain of what you're you're going to publicly state or you could be open to a lawsuit. Now, he informed me then that he had also approached you and Mr. Chris O'Brien about this. I said, fine. So I sat back and I thought about that for a while. If this guy turned out to have lied about his academic background, what else may he have lied about? Now, when I was a detective, when I was a police officer, I had a rule of thumb. If we used, for example, a confidential informant, that CI had better be a 100% on the money every time. Let's do our break with Don Ecker. We also have the Reverend Dr. Barry Downing, and we'll hear more from him in just a few minutes. We just want to kind of bring you up to date on the Phil Imbrogno situation for reasons you'll see in a moment. You're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. I tried other brands, but I came back to my sunshine. For the best hot or cold pain relief, get the best. Get a Sunny Bay heating pad. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. And the best relief for that pain is a Sunny Bay heating pad. Did you know that the American College of Physicians said that one of the best ways to treat muscle pain is heat therapy? Sunny Bay heating pads are handmade with high quality, can be used at home or at work, and have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Why take another pill? Many people use our Sunny Bay heating pads alone and got rid of the neck pain. Long distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. See why our homegrown small business at sunny-bay.com has tried to help people just like you. Get your Sunny Bay heating pads at sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. Or call 253-678-1361. For hot and cold therapy, sunny-bay.com. 
Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. faketv.com What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Don Ecker. We have also our special guest, Reverend Dr. Barry Downing. And he has a long history about books concerning what are called ancient astronauts. Our guest co-host is Don Ecker. Don, let's just wrap up the Phil and Brogno case and bring it up to date because it's like Count Dracula. It never ends. Well, this is another phenomena based in this uh, area of pursuit. The ever-rising frauds, okay? Knocked down once, but never out. So I thought about this uh, academic discovery of Lance Moody about Philip and Brogno. So I decided to go to my military contacts and do some background to discover if, in fact, Imbrogno had served in the Special Forces, as he prominently claimed. And after about a week or two, my contact got back to me, and they had discovered zero, zero uh, evidence of him ever having been in Special Forces. Now, I suspected that, because in the meantime, I had done a search on Imbrogno's birthday, and Imbrogno was too young to have served in the Special Forces anyway during the Vietnam War. So I ended up writing up a rather extensive 
op-ed expose piece on Imbrogno, which I posted on the Paracast, and uh, it's made the rounds now. And one would think that that would have ended it. At that time, his writing partner, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, whom had collaborated with him on a number of books, broke away from him. Imbrogno canceled his telephone number, got a new phone, wouldn't tell anybody about it, changed his email address. He was humiliated. Well, one thing about the UFO field, when somebody is exposed, just hang around a while, they'll be back. And now, as it turns out, it appears that Imbrogno's publisher, Llewellyn, is coming out with a new book of his the end of this year, 2018. So having heard that, I myself, for my radio program, got in touch with Lance Moody, and this uh, coming weekend on KGRA, we're going to be doing a, a complete show on this story. And you know what's interesting to me it. here? What's interesting to me here, Don, is that Llewellyn should be a respectable or relatively respectable publisher. How do they allow this guy to write books? They would kill the book. If it's exposed to be plagiarized, they would kill the book. Why is Llewellyn well, like, allowing this? Like, like so many other facets in current, present-day America, there are vanishing standards. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Once upon a time, when uh, I would finish dinner, go in to watch the uh, nightly news, I could turn on ABC, CBS, or NBC and uh, pretty much be assured that they were telling me the straight story. Not these days. Journalism as a profession, in my opinion, is basically dead. The same thing with publishing. I think they're more concerned with what may uh, end up being in the uh, received column after they publish the book than whether their uh, authors are uh, upright, upstanding individuals. And if, in fact, Llewellyn comes out with a book, that tells me all I need to know about them. After And they are aware of the scandal back from 2011. If from no other source, from Rosemary Ellen Guiley, when she broke off and threatened to sue them, if they came out with a book she had then co-written with uh, Imbrogno, she wanted nothing to do with it anymore. I think that's your answer. Back to news. What happened here is news used to be a public service. And then they realized that news could be a source of profit. That goes back to ABC and Rune Arledge, who headed the sports division. Reverend Downing might remember this. And they gave him the news division. And that's where it became entertainment. Let's talk to Reverend Downing. Tell us also first about your background and how you got involved in these crazy fields. Okay, but let's not go away from ethics and UFOs all night, okay? Let's come back to it sometime. Or ethics in America now in general and where UFOs might play a role in it. I think that's a, a very big issue. My background, did a bachelor's degree in physics at Hartwick College, uh, graduated in 1960, then went to Princeton Seminary, did a seminary degree there, and graduated in 63. So I'm at 55 years out of Princeton right now. Went then to the University of Edinburgh, 
and did a PhD in the relation between science and religion. I do have a real PhD. Furthermore, if there are skeptics out there. If somebody wants to mail me $50, I will mail them a photocopy of my dissertation. And here's the title. Eschatological Implications of the Understanding of Time and Space and the Thought of Isaac Newton. It's not easy reading or fun reading, but there it is. Uh, what they get PhDs for isn't necessarily fun reading. In any case, that is how I got my education. Uh, while I was in seminary, one of the professors in a class on doctrine said, nobody today believes in the ascension, do they? And if Jesus did not ascend into heaven, then where is his body? We may only suppose his bones lie buried somewhere in the Middle East. Now, this blew my innocent little mind. I thought that all seminary professors at least believed in the Apostles' Creed, and there was one who did not. Furthermore, what he didn't believe in was the part that says, hey, folks, uh, you think when you die, you're going to go off to another world? Not true. When you die, you're dead. That's it. Too bad. So here I was, right on the edge of going into ministry. What was I going to say at a funeral, you know? He went on to say the reason we don't believe in the ascension anymore is because biblical people believed in a three-decker universe, heaven above, earth in the middle, and hell below. And we don't believe that now, and I didn't believe that either. Therefore, the story of the ascension must not be true because they had a false understanding of the cosmology. My point is, I could be in an airport and see a plane take off, and I might suppose it's taking off for Philadelphia, when in fact, it's heading for Florida. I might be mistaken about the destination, but I wouldn't be mistaken about seeing the plane take off. Uh, if some people saw Jesus go up into the sky after he'd finished his ministry on earth and after he'd been raised from the dead, this might be true, even though the idea of a three-decker universe might not be true. As I looked at that, I thought, I wonder if there's some other way we can go at this. So I went to the University of Edinburgh and studied eschatology in space. Eschatology has to do with the end things, has to do with where we go after we die, things like that. And is there a place in the universe for heaven or for another world where the angels might be or whatever? During my third year of PhD studies, around October of 1965, I got the idea. I had started reading uh, Donald Kehoe books in high school, and so I already had the idea about flying saucers and UFOs and stuff like that. More to come with Gene and Don. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands, and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement, and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX 
That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Bitcoin is losing crypto market share to other digital currencies. Bitcoin's astronomical rise has led to the creation of numerous competitors like Ethereum, Ripple, and Litecoin, which have also seen massive gains in value. According to Quartz, Bitcoin made up 85% of the crypto market one year ago, and today it has fallen to 36%. Remember, the only way to win in the casino is to take chips off the table. Call Miles Franklin at 866-485-4346 and let us show you how to quickly turn your Bitcoin into the 5,000-year-old safety of precious metals. Miles Franklin can quickly convert your Bitcoin to precious metals with one phone call at 866-485-4346. That's Miles Franklin celebrating our 29th year in business without ever receiving a customer complaint. Call us at 866-485-4346. Fast, easy, safe, and convert your Bitcoin into gold with one phone call. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So continue the story about well, your early before, readings. Before he does, Gene, I, I have a question that I need to ask. Reverend, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I heard something extraordinary on the radio. I heard that the Pope, the Vicar of Christ of the Holy Roman Catholic Church, in a conversation with a friend of his, described by the press, his friend is a total atheist, 
The Pope denied the idea of a hell. Now, I grew up in a very, I, and I am not Roman Catholic, but I grew up in an area where it was heavy, heavy Roman Catholic. And as a matter of fact, one of my mother's very best friends was a Roman Catholic. She had two sons, and we spent a lot of time together. And I can remember those guys being over at my house, their mother admonishing my mother to don't you dare feed them any meat on Friday. You'll remember those types, those types of things, I'm sure. And when I heard uh, how far the standards, apparently, of the Roman Catholic Church have descended, it literally, it shocked me. What was your take on that? All right, I hadn't heard that particular comment. Uh, the read Ross Dutat, D-O-U-T-H-A-T. He writes regularly for the New York Times. He's considered a conservative by New York Times standards, but he's written a book, uh, Pope Francis, and he is not totally pleased with uh, Francis' left-wing tilt uh, on some matters, so uh, you're not the only one that's wondering. Uh, in fact, there are some Catholics who are talking about basically trying the Pope for heresy. Uh, whether or not this particular comment would qualify as, as a comment to try him on, I don't know. I think we've got a huge problem in the culture of the West as a whole now. The kind of authoritarian religion isn't flying well, at least with intellectuals. Although, you know, the basically fundamentalist Christianity, very conservative Judaism and very conservative Islam, and especially radical Islam, uh, are very authoritarian. So part of the split we have in our culture now is between the left, which doesn't care too much for religion one way or the other, although they aren't allowed to be against it because they tolerate everything. But on the right, the right is not tolerant of much of anything. And it's no wonder that the left and the right are at each other, both in American politics and, and also, I would say, European politics, too. Everybody's a little shocked that the right seems to be gaining ground in Italy and France, and everybody's kind of upset by that, uh, upset by uh, in the Britain leaving the euro market and all that kind of stuff. We, what I would call liberal political culture now, doesn't fit well with what you described as the conservative standards of the Catholic Church back in, what, the 50s or 60s, and that's the split we've got. My view is that if the United States government had not led the cover-up of the UFO situation, that the hardness of the Christian right and the, I would call it the atheism of the political left, would have to readjust their thinking, both sides. And I think we have no way of measuring how much damage has been done to the culture because the government has kept UFO secrets. If you let out that there's some type of intelligent reality watching over us, all kinds of new values are going to shape up, and the hardness of the right and the I don't believe anything of the left are both going to be challenged. And Well, Reverend, well, for many, many years, I pondered the uh, concept of whether humanity, the homo sapiens sapien, our species, was in fact interfered with by intelligence from elsewhere. Now, the human race 
in its present form, is believed to have been present on the Earth for several hundred thousand years when we evolved into our present form and our present uh, mind and brain capacity. So, as far as established history goes, we can trace back our roots to ancient Shumar about 6,000 years ago. Now, it's obvious that the human race had a heck of a lot more going on than that. I mean, now with discoveries, archaeological discoveries in Turkey, Catalhulik, I believe it is, and other discoveries, well, my, my heaven, even the city of Jericho is recognized to be in excess of nine thousand years that is a heck of a lot of history that we basically know nothing about i think myself that it would be perfectly understandable that at some point planet earth was visited and the visitors tankered with early proto-humans. If we were to discover that, and I don't believe for a second that if we did, it would ever be discussed about openly. If we were to discover that, what would that do, in your opinion, to established religion as it is today? And what would it do to governments across the planet? All right, let me start with religion, and then we'll get to the governments later, okay? It certainly would be jarring to most Christian religions. I'm not sure the impact on the Jewish religion. In some ways, the Jewish religion is more open to kind of making it without firm beliefs about what our destiny is uh, beyond earth. They don't have a firm doctrine of life after death, which you get in both Christianity and Islam. And I think that a good number of Jewish uh, readers of the Torah— uh, see the Genesis story as a story uh, or a parable, an explanation that doesn't have to be taken literally. Some conservative Jews may, or uh, Orthodox Jews may take the Genesis story literally. I don't know. The thing that I think happens, though, is if you have UFOs there and the stories get out that the aliens have been abducting humans and taking sperm samples and so on, and maybe if you follow Moulton Howe, uh, and her studies of animal mutilations, you've got to suppose these guys are pretty smart technologically, pretty smart biologically. Uh, maybe they could create humans or human hybrids, as uh, some have argued. Okay, what happens to religion then? First of all, I think we then understand ourselves to have been made by somebody for a purpose, and all that's been lost by the uh, Richard Dawkins types who say that evolution made everything, there's no God, and don't tell me about any God. And so the atheism of what I call the scientific left would suddenly have to say, maybe evolution didn't happen by itself. This gets you closer to what some conservative Christians, but not, not what I would call fundamentalist Christians, have called designed, that intelligent design. And I refer to this a little bit in my new book. But in any case, if you've got aliens flying around in the skies, it's possible to suppose that they're on some kind of a divine mission. How they got this mission, we don't know. But part of that mission may be to either guide or help develop the biology of the Earth. 
I'm fine with that. I don't take the Genesis story literally. Uh, there are parables in the New Testament that Jesus tells about the kingdom of heaven is like a man who went out and sowed seed in a field, and during the night an enemy came and sowed weeds. It sounds like there are what I would call other forms of life that may impact a life on earth. And so we get a mixture of good and evil here, and our job is just to tough it out because the workers with the guy in the parable of the creation story or the planting the farmer planting seeds uh he tells them not to dig up the weeds because they'll tear up the wheat too so that good and bad have to be endured together and then at harvest the weeds and the wheat will be separated we got more to come with reverend downing and don ecker the one the only the inimitable and i'm gene steinberg more to come you're in the paracast Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. 
Instead, remember this. Text BEST 33 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text BEST 33 to 443443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text BEST33 to 443443. That's B-E-S-T 33 to 443443. Healthcare reform is confusing. With the loss of the Obamacare mandate, those needing help can now choose an affordable alternative. By joining Liberty HealthShare, you're part of a community of health-conscious Americans all over the country who control their own healthcare costs and choices. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of their medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have a special version of the show that's only available if you join Paracast Plus, where you get a version of the show free of the network ads, so it satisfies all the people on YouTube who complain and complain. I mean, you know, commercials are commercials. We offer that, plus the After the Paracast podcast. To find out more, just go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. Prices start at just $1.49 a week. We're talking with the Reverend Dr. Barry Downing, Don Ecker. Yes, uh, Reverend Downing. Now, when I was in college... My major was history. I have loved history my entire life. We know today that Genesis came strictly from Sumerian tales from 6,000 and longer years ago. And we also know that during the course of the rising of Christianity, the early church fathers took what they wanted and discarded what they didn't want, okay, into the dustbin of history. Ergo, we have the the, uh, forbidden books, the so-called forbidden books of the Bible. Now, in ancient Sumer, it was the Sumerians that told the world through their writings that these visitors, those who from heaven to earth came, known as the Anunnaki, handed over to them all the seeds of civilization. This is from Sumerian writings. They credited these so-called gods as the creators of humanity and humanity's arts. We're talking about government. 
We're talking about animal husbandry. We're talking about mathematics, astronomy, medicine, and so many other things that today we don't even give a thought to it. Now, one of the things that got me so fascinated by this, I was personal friends with Zachariah Sitchin, the author of the so-called Earth Chronicle series, who came out in 1976 with his first book, The Twelfth Planet, where he laid so much of this out, and then he followed it up with many other books, books like The Stairway to Heaven, a book like The Wars of Gods and Men. And in there, he talked about these quote-unquote gods that came down from heaven and basically formed various factions of humans and often led them in warfare with each other. I'm sure you're familiar with this. If you are, I'm very curious about your take on much of this, and it would seem that we're not talking about so much of good and evil as we are talking about a superior race of beings toying with humanity for whatever purposes they themselves had. Well, I think if you have any idea of God at all, you worry about the toying idea. Uh, if, if, as I are in my book, the God of the Old Testament parted the Red Sea and helped the Israelites escape and then drowned the Egyptians, uh, there appears to be a toying going on. Uh, furthermore, there's a passage in the book of Exodus chapter 10 where God is explaining his purpose. And what he says is, I'm going to make sport of the Egyptians. <laughs> okay, So there's kind of a, a toying image uh, going on, and it emits it, a toying image in the book of Exodus. Uh, if you get to the New Testament um, and the resurrection story of Jesus, the last chapter of Luke deals with Jesus, after he's been raised from the dead, then he meets a couple of disciples on the road to Emmaus. And this is a fairly long road. I think I've read it about seven miles. So they walked along, Jesus and the disciples. The two disciples did not recognize him. Uh, he quizzed them about, hey, what's new? What's going on in town? They said, haven't you heard? Jesus was crucified, and there's stories he was raised from the dead. And Jesus then quotes scripture to him and that kind of thing. They get to the end of the journey. The people invite him to join for dinner. He does. During dinner, he breaks bread in front of them. Suddenly, they realize it's Jesus, and he disappears, evaporates. Okay, uh, this is my idea of toying, <laughs> and obviously, it made the uh, New Testament the story. But if you've got a divine reality or a superior reality, how do you relate to an inferior reality and Give them some integrity, and yet give them some guidance at the same time. It seems to me that's partly what we've had going on with our modern UFO thing. That is, that we've got the superior reality. All the reports of their technology in relation to ours say uh, are better than what we got. Uh, you know, we try to counteract this with movies like Independence Day, in which we're the underdogs. And, of course, our technology isn't as good as theirs, but our guys are smarter and they're able to gun them down and all that. That's all good. And it's free the American ego to think of ourselves as the underdog when, in fact, most of the time during the past 50 years, we've been the invader, not the underdog. But in any case, 
that's part of what you call the mythology of the way our modern culture is dealing with the idea that we've got some kind of superior reality uh, looking over us. Are they interfering? We don't want them to interfere because we want to be in charge. But at the same time, if we're in a mess and we need to be rescued, as the Jews need to be rescued from the Egyptians, well, then, okay, we'd, we'd be willing to be rescued. It's kind of like children and regard their parents. They want the parents to protect them when they need protection, and they want the parents to leave them alone, let them do whatever they want when they don't need protection. That's kind of our ambivalence as a culture about God and, I think, about UFOs. That's fascinating, but it doesn't answer my basic question. I'm presuming you are familiar with the writings and research of Sitchin. Yeah, let me say why I have not paid much attention. The problem is that almost everything he does is based on his interpretation of the Sumerian texts, and hardly anybody uh, has an authority to challenge whether or not his interpretations are correct. So uh, he may be doing good work. I'm not sure how reliable his interpretations are. Well, he's deceased now. He died several years back. But he had uh, he had some absolutely astounding conclusions in many areas. Now, I, I realize that you can get into one of a uh, discussion over whether his readings of the Sumerian script were, in fact, correct. Now, the man was an ancient language linguist. I have yet to see anyone definitively be able to disprove everything that the man wrote about. But when you look at what, in fact, has been uh, verified in the years since, there is a heck of a lot. And according to the tales coming from Sumer back 6,000 and more years ago, their uh, their truth was that they had been created by and handed the arts of civilization from these superior beings. But you basically discounted that? Oh, I wouldn't necessarily discount that. Uh, you know, here's what we've got from the Christian side. If you read my second book, which is Biblical UFO Revelations, uh the chapters dealing with conservative Christianity, and my points of view, uh, take place in chapters 9 and 10. One of my chief critics is a guy by the name of Gary Bates. He's a creationist, meaning, as he says in his book, uh, he thinks the Earth is 6,000 years old, okay? And that's how much respect he has for modern science. Uh, this is part of the problem you've got. Uh, you've got Fundamentalist Christians trying to read the Bible, the Genesis story is literally true, and I don't do that. At the same time, uh, I'm willing to listen to stories of uh, previous civilizations. I think that uh, Linda Moulton Howe has done some stuff on in the area of Turkey. She found some uh, statues and things like this that seem to go back 10,000 years. So... I have no idea how far back different civilizations may be. And also, I'm Darwinian enough to believe that some civilizations grow up and and then they die. Um, and so, in terms of how we got to where we are now, 
and how much longer the American civilization, as we know, is going to survive is, I think, very much up in the air. You know what's up in the air? These announcements coming up. And after we have these announcements, we'll hear from the good reverend and from Don Ecker. And I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Reverend, I wanted to just ask a side question before Don returns, and that is, obviously there have been a lot of reports about UFOs and the Bible over the years. In the original book, Flying Saucers Have Landed from Desmond, Leslie, and George Adamski, of course, the contactee book, the first part from Desmond Leslie was covering that subject. There was a fellow by the name of Yona Fortner. Reverend, did you ever hear of him from Jim Saucer News? Never did. Never did. He was writing about something he called extraterrestrialism, the theory that the God of the Bible, Jehovah, was really E.T. We have the sky people. From Brinsley Laporte Trench. Laporte Trench, yes. I've read his. Yep. Right. And we also, of course, had Eric Von Daniken, who was on the show just a few weeks ago. So, what's your take about these 
particular coverages? Obviously, you don't know Mr. Fortner, the late Dr. Fortner, but certainly you knew of the others. Okay, Laporte Trench, uh, I think he felt that Americans, uh, well, earthly civilization got here from Mars. Isn't that one of his theories? That uh, Mars was going bad, so they built a spaceship and flew people here. You know, the thing that Eric von Daniken does is he takes some of the biblical stories, like the story of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, and he turns that into the story of being maybe wiped out by nuclear weapons, and that the angels that are reported to be in, in the Sodom area and trying to rescue Lot and his wife, uh, that they're not really angels, they're not related to God, rather they are ancient astronauts, and therefore they are no more um, angelic than our own astronauts. This is where I would disagree. Uh, what Von Daniken does is he skips pretty much the Exodus story, uh, he skips the parting of the Red Sea. He doesn't deal with the cloud by the day and pillar of fire by night, which is the central power of the Exodus, and it is a UFO of some kind. No modern theologians have been able to explain what the pillar of cloud of fire is, so it's an unknown uh, from a biblical scholar point of view. But I think that if we look in the uh, Wikipedia uh, and look up identified flying objects, one of the things we find is that although Wikipedia will not say that extraterrestrials are here, they list several types of UFOs that have been seen, such as the saucer type or look like a top, but also cylindrical-shaped UFOs are frequently seen, and I think that's what we have in the Exodus. So I believe that the pillar cloud of fire used its propulsion system to split the waters of the Red Sea so that the Jews could have escaped. And then when the Egyptians followed with their chariots, uh, the power was turned off and the walls of water collapsed. Egyptians were drowned. And the Jews were now on their way to a wilderness situation where they were isolated and were given lots of commandments for the Jewish religion, including the Ten Commandments, so that what I would call Jewish ethics didn't, didn't, appear out of nowhere, but rather they were given to them by some kind of higher power. And I would say that if the United States government tomorrow released information that aliens are here and they're real, it wouldn't be very long before many religious leaders would work their way back to the Exodus and say, huh, maybe we missed something. I want to clarify this so we understand it here. Now, obviously, these theories about ancient astronauts are talking not about divine figures they're talking about physical space beings who come here in physical spaceships and because of the fact that they're so advanced all the things they do seem to be magical to a more primitive people i would say that's true but also i would say that theology developed the idea of the supernatural to explain things like the party of the red sea because they didn't understand what kind of technological power could have done it now we have a better understanding of technology and how it works. And in fact, the word supernatural was not used in theology until about 500 years ago. So the word supernatural does not enter in the Bible. What we do have are religious people in particular who are fixated on the idea of supernatural as if that's the key to understanding God when I don't think it is. Well, you know, I am of a mind that... Number one, I think it's highly probable that the Earth 
has been visited by intelligence from elsewhere for a very long time. How many times have we seen reports of ancient humans drawing fantastic shapes that apparently they've witnessed in the sky? And almost all the, the cultures around the planet have mythologies, have legends, have histories of being in touch or contact with superior beings that most of them claim came down from the sky. Now, Sitchin's ancient Anunnaki theories and uh, writings that, that he came away with all describe basically one thing, that humanity was, in fact, created from what probably were extremely early ancestors of the human race. And the reason that they were created was basically to have in place a slave race that the higher intelligences could order around to do a lot of things. Uh, mining, of course, was one of the major functions that humans were basically uh, created for. Now, we know from current studies and archaeologists that, for example, in South Africa, that mines were discovered and dated going back approximately 300,000 years ago. 300,000 years. That is an incredible amount of time. And something or someone was mining gold there. Now, ancients had a high, high regard for gold. They saw it as something sacred to the gods. But if you're talking about from a technological standpoint, gold is basically useless. It's too soft. It uh, can be bent out of shape. Well, for example, my wedding band, if I squeeze it hard enough, I can bend the gold. So if you're talking about tools or even weapons, gold is useless. Now, you got to ask yourself, or at least I do, why would human beings, if that's in fact what it was, why would they have been mining gold that far back ago? For what purpose? We don't even know if uh, there were civilizations there, but there's a heck of a lot we don't know since the, the cessation of the last ice age, roughly 12, 13,000 years ago, because whatever was there was washed away. Now, at that time, half of North America was under a mile of ice that suddenly, within a thousand years, disappeared. The oceans rose, and the bottom line is any civilizations that would have been close to the sea would have been carried away. So I, I think we have so many questions, but to presume that most extraterrestrial contacts, and I'm speaking strictly for myself, that most extraterrestrial contacts are at at worst benign and at best for our benefit, ours being the human race, I, I have questions about that. Doctor, uh, what do you think? Right. How do you how do you link uh, 
the idea that the aliens are here flying around, um, landing, making some human contact. But at the same time, I would say, uh, notice they've not landed um, on the playing field, we'll say, at Giant Stadium uh, in New York or at Coliseum during the Rose Bowl, you know? Let's do our break here. And maybe we'll find out. Interesting questions. More to come with Gene. Gene, Reverend Downing, and Don Ecker. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, we've made such a deal with HelloFresh. And it means that everyone listening to this show can receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code PARACAST30. You know, with HelloFresh, you can choose the delivery day that works best for you. They've got a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. And can you imagine me cooking Japanese panko chicken? It makes me feel like I'm a chef. It means also that you could actually get your meal cooked in 30 minutes. For busy people, this is perfect. The simple recipes include step-by-step instructions so even I can figure it out. Go to HelloFresh.com, use the offer code PARACAST30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. HelloFresh.com. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. 99 bucks for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, 
you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, There's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, Reverend, you're talking here about why doesn't E.T. land at Giant Stadium or at the White House or at Mar-a-Lago or something. Or the Rose Bowl. I'm perfectly happy to have them land in California. Yep. They seem to be willing to be around and perhaps have some purpose in being around and watching what's going on. But they also seem devoted to not breaking what I'd call the lie that our government's been telling about their existence. So there's, there's kind of a codependency going on here. The aliens are happy to not be a known fact in our culture. Instead, they're hovering on the edge, just like this program is on the edge of mainstream culture. Sir, we're certainly on the edge of something. Yep. And why is that? And I published the Bible of Flying Saucers 50 years ago. I could never have guessed that basically there'd be almost no progress on the part of what I would call standard Christian religion in uh, thinking about what this might mean. The barrier is simply that the government says they're not there, and it's very convenient for religious leaders to say, hey, you got to trust the government, you know, when, of course, that's never been a wise thing to do. But in any case, that seems to be the case. Uh, you know, when I try to talk to theologians, they don't so much dispute me as when I talk, they just look at their shoes, you know. So that's where we're at. Well, how do you handle those theologians that claim that there is no such thing as extraterrestrials? What, in fact, we're absolutely dealing with is a demonic force. And especially among fundamentalists, Reverend, that seems to be the prevailing theme, that UFOs represent demonic beings. Clifford Wilson, John Weldon, John Keel, Timothy Daly. Uh, Gary Bates, they all promote the uh, demonic theory, and I'm sure there are others besides. An alternative from fundamentalist point of view is what I would call the fallen angel theory. Chuck Missler and Mark Eastman have written a book that uh, puts forth that point of view. They go to Genesis 6, where the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were fair and took them as wives and had children by them and so on. So that from Missler's point of view, uh, some angels 
were interested in having sex with humans, and it was against God's rules. And so the beings that we're seeing in the skies now are all part of that same group. Those uh, beings yes. were the Nephilim, yes. the prodigy. Right, right. That's correct. So in any case, back to the demons. Demons are in chapter 9 in my new book, and the, uh, the Nephilim part is in chapter 10. The way in which the authors go at it is interesting. For instance, Timothy Daly doesn't start with UFO stories. He starts with Bet Eads' book about being kind of in a near-death experience and meeting Jesus and things like that. And he is sure that this is a demonic experience on her part, even though she says she was meeting Jesus. Uh, Gary Bates uh, focuses in on Whitley Strieber quite a bit and says that Whitley Strieber was taken over by demons and so on. So that's that's the point of view they take. Uh, Gary Bates says, I'm a fallen away Christian, so there's no hope for me. Uh, so he's aware of what I'm doing. The interesting thing is, even though he says I'm a fallen away Christian, he does not quote a single sentence from my book, The Bible and Flying Saucers. Why don't so, you look at him and say, judge not, my friend, unless <laughs> ye be judged. Yeah, that's a good quote from Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. All right. What what strikes me, though, is that they do none of them mention the key UFOs in the Bible. None of them mention the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. They don't mention the chariot of fire of Elijah that took him up into the sky. They do not mention the wheels of Ezekiel. They do not mention the bright light for the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus when a voice comes to Paul saying, uh, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he says, who are you? And he says, I'm Jesus whom you are persecuting. So there are UFO events in both the Old and the New Testament, and these Christian writers, supposedly writing about aliens and UFOs, never mention UFO events in the Bible. So, you know, judge for yourself uh, how carefully they're uh, dealing with their own beliefs, or supposed beliefs. Well, this this is a topic and a subject that has been recognized today in modern America since 1947. And in all those years since 47, the United States government, or I shouldn't say the U.S. government because that makes it sound like a monolith, which it isn't, but elements within that government from military and intelligence sources have gone out of their way to keep this under wraps. They have used all types of techniques to make this a ridiculous subject, and they have destroyed lives in those people willing to publicly talk about what they've witnessed and so on. So, with that being said, Reverend, this past year, the latter part of 2017, Suddenly, several elements within the United States government, primarily led by a former senator of the United States Senate, Harry Reid from Nevada, have disclosed that a couple of incidents happened involving what apparently were unidentified flying objects, UFOs, and they have admitted on the record that military studies into this phenomenon were undertaken to the tune of over $20 million, which in the American budget is practically nothing 
although $20 million would be a heck of a lot to me. But suddenly there seem to be some cracks in this monolithic government uh, cone of silence. I'm sure you've observed this. What's your take on that? Right. Um, Fox News had a couple of good segments dealing with that, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. And also, just about, what, a week and a half ago, CBS News did a story on a UFO seen, I think it was over Arizona. A jet, first of all, reported the UFO flying over it. And then an American Airlines uh, passenger plane spotted the same thing just a few months later. You're familiar with that story, right? Sure. Yep. And so I'm wondering if there may not be the beginning of a crack uh, or this might go far enough so that uh, American Airlines pilots and others like would no longer be afraid they'd lose their jobs if they started talking about it. If there's kind of a breakdown in what you would call government control, and this might be deliberate, it may be that the secret keepers have said, okay, we'll back off, we'll let this information out bit by bit. It would be interesting to see if, if this is where it's going to go. Let's pursue disclosure a bit more. In our next segment, I have a few comments to make. We're talking to Reverend Dr. Barry Downing, and he has a new book, by the way, that's published by our old friend Tim Beckley. Got a lot more to come with Gene and Don. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. With uncertain times in the United States, it's only prudent to consider storing precious metals in a safe place outside of our borders. At Miles Frank Limited, we have done just that for you. Partnered with the most respected storage company in the industry, Miles Frank Limited is proud to offer the only fully insured private safe deposit box system in North America, held in Vancouver and Toronto. Send us your previously purchased precious metals, or have one of our brokers help you purchase something new. Questions? Please call one of our experienced brokers at 866-485-4346. Solid foundational storage partnered with the most respected name in security. That's Miles Franklin Limited. Celebrating our 29th year in business without ever receiving a customer complaint. Call us at 866-485-4346. Again, that's 866-485-4346. 
4346 Miles Franklin Limited, a name you can trust. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what Longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have Longevity. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Reverend, one thing that occurs to me here, we've been hearing since the 1950s expressions of the hope for UFO disclosure, that the so-called silence group, as Major Donald Kehoe had called it, they could be persuaded to let us in on the secret. It happens every so often. And we also hear, hey, it's getting closer. We're making progress. Can we really realistically look at it that way, Reverend? I don't know. The new book, Biblical UFO Revelations, was basically taken, first of all, because of the work that has been done you know, by various researchers. In particular, the, I've used the book AD, After Disclosure, and you've probably read it. Richard Dolan was the primary person behind this, but uh, he also uh, had a partner, worked with him on it. What Dolan was trying to do with Bryce Zabel is to envision what the results will be when the authorities in the United States say, hey, guys, we've been lying to you. The aliens are here, and here's the truth that we're willing to tell you at this time. I say willing to tell you at this time because... Dolan and Zabel doubt they would tell us the whole thing at one time. Uh, They would let it out probably in pieces. But um, Dolan and Zabel do ask questions about what happens to religion when uh, the day of disclosure comes. 
And that interested me a lot, and that's what led me to write my book. You know, if that announcement were to come tomorrow, most of the religious leaders that I know, their jaws would drop to the ground, okay? There are some who have been saying, you know, it's no problem if the aliens are here. You know, I guess the Pope's, the Pope's astronomer said we would just baptize them. You know, it's no problem. <laughs> but I think that the issue would be more complex than that. Just to uh, take the Roman Catholic position on this, uh, Don brought this up. Chapter 6 in my book deals with uh, the Roman Catholic Church and UFOs. Uh, there was a, a Monsignor, Corrado Balducci, who died, I believe, in 2008. And he had gone on Italian television saying that he believed, was sure that UFOs were real. There were so many reports that couldn't all be wrong. Uh, we need to trust eyewitness accounts. We couldn't even believe in the resurrection of Jesus if we didn't believe in the resurrection accounts. Um, the interesting thing about Balducci, too, though, was that he said he didn't think aliens came from the supernatural world. He believed they came from the natural world. And to me, this is a key issue in terms of why the Catholic Church has not said much of anything about UFOs, is because, uh, and Don kind of referred to this in an indirect way a while ago, and that is if you had, a, we'll say, a spaceship flying over the Jews, uh, they're going to know it's a spaceship. Uh, they called it a pillar of cloud by day and pillar of fire by night, but they'd have no idea of advanced technology. Uh, it might look like what we would call uh, supernatural or something like that, even though they didn't use that word in those days. So that the easy distinction between super technology and supernatural uh, is not going to be that obvious. And if we see a UFO, which is sitting in front of our eyes, and then it splits into two or three parts, they fly apart, then they come back together again, that might look pretty supernatural to our modern eyes even. But if it's just some type of advanced technology that we don't know yet, uh, that just means we're quite a ways behind. We're just using bows and arrows, okay? Reverend, let me interject something here because I think this is going to play into it. Back in uh, the very early 1990s, like 1991 or two, um, while I was at UFO Magazine, I received a call from uh, Richard Hoagland and Professor Stan McDaniel, who at that time were writing a paper uh, basically chastising NASA uh, for, well, a number of things, and this show is not about that. But, but at any rate, they asked me, they said, you know, Don, I believe there was a document written when NASA was brand new, and they gave me some parameters. They said, could you track that down? So I did some research, and I discovered a document which today is fairly famous, the Brookings Institute document prepared for the brand-new NASA. Now, that document goes into a lot of things about the space race and, and you know, technology and many things. But in that document, Brookings came to the conclusion that if – the United States government disclosed the reality of extraterrestrials, and I'm paraphrasing here, there would be two groups of human beings that would be adversely affected. 
The first group they specified were engineers and scientists. They would be basically crushed by the realization of the technology they were looking at. The second group, which is going to square away with your bailiwick, are religious individuals, primarily fundamentalists, and they were talking about every religion. They weren't just talking about Christians. They were talking about Christians. They were talking about Jews, Muslims, and others, because that knowledge would basically electrify them. And they were fearful, fearful of a collapse of civilization. Now, we know from our own history Every time a technologically superior culture encounters a more primitive one, the primitive culture invariably is destroyed. Now, I don't think anything has changed in that equation since that document. And might we not be looking at something like that if suddenly we discover that, yeah, ETs are real, and by golly, ETs are here. Okay, I wouldn't dispute that there would be a big religious uproar. Uh, technology, all right, part of the issue, let me do the technology first. Um, I don't think the scientific community is going to be as upset uh, as is implied. Notice how, how quiet the scientific community has been about the whole UFO stuff. Why is that? Because the scientists that are really doing much of anything these days are somehow under government contract. Okay, maybe it's not direct. Maybe they're with Lockheed Martin, but all these people uh, are taking non signing non disclosure statements if they want to get their money and if they want to get their pension. So my guess is huge numbers of people in the scientific community know this is going on, but they're not going to say anything out loud because there goes my living. So I don't think the scientific community is going to be as upset. Okay. Maybe some of the people in our universities, okay, where they're isolated and not working on signed uh, on government contracts, although certainly in a good number of government contracts get let out of universities these days. But in general, I think the universities are pretty isolated. So that, that would be a big pill for uh, many of our intellectual people to swallow. But I think the scientific community as a whole is already compromised by government pay, and they know uh, if they don't know directly, they're suspicious, so they won't be shocked if the truth comes out. Religious people, though, <laughs> it's it's a trickier thing, okay? I think, first of all, uh, religious people will have to adjust their thinking an awful lot more than scientific people. Scientific people simply have to ramp up their understanding of, uh, you know, maybe quantum mechanics, stuff like this, fine. Uh, but religious people, okay. Suppose that, well, going back, when my book was first published in 1968, which is 50 years ago this year, Christianity Today ran a review of it, very negative review. I mean, and the guy who wrote it was from some kind of scientifically oriented company. He bragged about how he's always paid attention to science and there's conflict with religion and all that. But he thought it was a terrible shame that my book ever got written. All right. Let's continue that review and more, Reverend. We've got Gene Steinberg, Don Ecker as our guest co-host. And a lot more excitement to come. You're in the Paracast.
You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Face it, today's electric power grid is more vulnerable than ever. From natural disasters to EMP attacks and hacking, the grid could be crippled for days or even decades in the most dire scenarios. Visit quantumharvest.net to see our built-to-last EMP-protected solar power systems. While millions suffer, you'll have vital power for water pumps, refrigeration, and sanitation. Now that's peace of mind. EMP-protected solar power systems for every need and budget. See our full range at quantumharvest.net. Healthcare reform is confusing, but whether it's finding an affordable insurance plan, keeping your doctor, or being able to afford needed prescriptions, navigating the healthcare system has become a challenge. Control your own healthcare costs and choices with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of each other's medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. If you owe money to the IRS, you need to hear this. The IRS is cracking down on those who owe back taxes. It starts with a devastating letter. And if you don't act immediately, you could find yourself having your wages garnished or have a lien placed on your property. But there's a solution. Tax 10,000 can help. Avoid enforced compliance, where these holds on your income and seizure of your home could become a nightmare that just won't end. Call 800-239-9957 now and speak to one of our experts. 800-239-9957 is the number to link you directly to a tax resolution specialist who will negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Working through the IRS Fresh Start program, all the forms will be handled for you. All you have to do is make the toll-free call. 800-239-9957. Find out if you qualify and possibly save yourself thousands of dollars, not to mention a lot of headaches. It could be the best call you've made today. That number again, 800-239-9957. The service does not provide tax settlement or legal services. We will refer you to a company that does provide such services. Often the IRS will not agree to any reduction in the amount owed. Not all taxpayers who owe more than $10,000 will qualify for a tax reduction program. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. 
At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Reverend, you've got the floor yes. again. Okay. Basically, the review never used the word angel, never referred to angels, and the key to everything I'm saying in both first and second books is that there's some kind of angelic reality, which you now refer to as an alien reality, which has power to do things to humans on earth. And that this may be related to both the Old and the New Testament and the Jewish and Christian traditions. So that when that review was written, I wrote a letter of complaint to the uh, Christianity Today editor saying, you know, how could you have a review like this, which never deals with the issue of angels? And I sent them an alternative article that they could publish. They didn't do it. The editorial board was divided about doing it, and they were changing editors. I got a letter saying, will you sit on it for a while until we get the new editor? At the end of the day, they rejected the article. But I think that, interestingly, about four years after my book or five after my book was published, Billy Graham wrote a book on angels. And he was one of the key ones that started Christianity Today. Whether or not he heard a word of my dispute with the board, and whether or not he thought that maybe it was time to write about angels, I don't know. But in any case, uh, the current thinking of the church, both conservative and liberal, is uh, nowhere near able to suppose that angels or aliens were involved, whichever way it goes. And I think that the interesting thing here is that we can have both a secular interpretation and a religious interpretation uh, of the material, and we can argue about it. But in any case, what we need is to know that there's some kind of reality there uh, so that the Richard Dawkins of the world can say, well, huh, Maybe something did happen. Maybe the Red Sea did part. Maybe it was done by aliens. Uh, okay, that doesn't mean they have anything to do with God. I'm going to go on being an, athe an atheist. Fine. If Richard Dawkins wants to go on being an atheist, that's his choice. But my choice is to say, ah, we've got some type of a reality here. It's smarter than we are. And it seems to think we need some ethics, you know. Uh, we need commandments. Uh, we need to stop killing each other just for the heck of it. We need to stop stealing from each other. We need to stop fake news, uh, bearing false witness, all that kind of stuff. And it's all that kind of stuff which our modern culture is thrown over the boat, overboard. Well, we don't need it now. Well, you, as I said, news is entertainment now. And that's the way to do it. And when it comes to the newspapers, which are gradually transitioning to the Internet, they have these web portals. They're adding subscription services like the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Washington Post. And therefore, in order to make money above and beyond the subscription, 
that people pay. They have to have advertising. They have to get hits. So stories are considered in relationship to the hit bait. Getting and more hits, with, just like... Along with that, Gene, along with that is the uh, resurgence of a new tyranny on the Internet. There are those major, major Internet companies, Google, Facebook, etc., etc., that are basically telling the users what they can say and what they can't say. And one more thing to mention before you go on. Though. They're selling a product, Google, Twitter, Facebook. That product is you. That's how they sell advertising. The difference here is, I bring this up, I know you're not an Apple user. Apple sells phones. They sell computers. They sell hardware. They don't sell you. That's the difference, whether you like Apple or hate them. They sell products, Google, all the rest of these people, they sell you. Go ahead. Yeah, well, you're absolutely correct. Those people are are basically, I, you know, it, it, it really scares me thinking where we may very well be in three to five years if this trend continues, because there then will only be one side of any issue. And if that happens, then we have major problems. All right, I want to talk about ethics and technology. You know, the track we're on now is if you invent something, uh, get it into the market as fast as you can, and then we'll decide, decide how to use it and whether or not it needs to be controlled later on. What's happened, I think, with the Internet stuff is a lot of stuff is just out of control. And, uh, well, what Don's worried about is once you get control back on, it's just going to be one point of view. Uh, maybe, but what we have now is more like chaos. Um, and so we need to have ethics in place before you put the gun in the teenager's hand, you know? That's not how it is now. Now you create it in the lab as fast as you can, get it in the market as fast as you can, and if it'll sell, that's good enough. If it turns out to be very destructive of society, as some of the social media things are turning out to be, well, we'll deal with it later. And maybe later is too late. No, and I think you're absolutely correct, Reverend. I think you're absolutely correct. The lack of standards today is appalling. I don't know. I, I hate to think of myself as an old fogey, but the idea of what my parents would have said when I was in the second or the third grade, and suddenly they were teaching me uh, sexual techniques in the second or third grade, uh, well, my father would have would have gone epileptic. I mean, <laughs> you know, and these things are happening today. They're they're teaching things that have nothing to do with a with a proper education. And uh, I, I personally, I find that appalling. I'd rather focus on our subject here than right. so much Here's about changes in our society. But one thing to bring up here, we have E.T. watching over us or whatever the purpose of a possible extraterrestrial visitor might be. Now, on one aspect, if they see our society going to hell in a handbasket, do they care? 
On the other hand, if ET seeded us genetically and therefore has some degree of control over us, that's another possibility, that's another subject. So if ET is here and seeing what we're doing to ourselves, and we all have somewhat different opinions about that, what do you think they think about it? Or do they even care? Maybe those humans, they'll go away and we'll just take over this planet. What if we're simply a lab experiment to see where ultimately it will go? A lab experiment gone wrong, yes. Well, you see, the whole wilderness story is a lab experiment from my point of view, from a scientific point of view. From a religious point of view, it's a religious teaching experiment, okay? So you can look at the Exodus as both a scientific event or experiment and also as a religious teaching event. You can look at the same thing both ways. I'm fine with that, okay? What I would say right now is, where are ethics coming from now? From the wallet, from the from the bank account, from the you know the economic structure, right. So it's if it sells, uh, it's good, and that's all we need to know. And not necessarily if it ends up hurting people, that's fine too, as long as you're not hurt. Right. And if I'm hurt, I'll sue. It's okay. I mean, it might be a chance for me to make it big, you know. So what you've got is not a society that's well-ordered, but rather a society at war with itself, basically. So you don't have peace if you don't have ethics. And uh, we don't have much peace now. I mean peace in American life. Uh, What are our children worried about? Are they worried about learning math or science? No, they're worried about getting home alive. Well, this, in in my opinion, current events, we are uh, on the precipice of, of something horrible, I believe. And, and you know, uh, looking at it from a historical perspective, I see this roughly as 1860. Okay, right on the cusp. Of a civil war. Right. Oh, well, we're going to have more of this that, about the state of yeah. society, and I'd like to know about how we think visitors from elsewhere might react to any of that. Reverend... Dr. Barry Downing, talking about his latest book and the state of society and the strange mysteries we confront. Don Ecker, offering lots of fascinating comments. Not much of a curmudgeon, though. Just really, really good comments. But we'll accept that, too. Uh, You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, 
and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack, focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I admire his enthusiasm. It's an exciting event here. Reverend, go ahead, please. All right, I think that the release of UFO information would change the ethics and the divisions in our culture. I don't know that it would be in the way that I would like in the end of the day, but I think it needs to happen. And if the Brookings report, what, in 1960, was it? Uh, 61, yeah. 61, uh, says, uh, whatever you do, don't let the truth about UFOs out because society will collapse. Well, I think society collapses without ethics. And right now, uh, the basic rules are that no religion can have a dominant voice in our culture, uh, that all religions are of equal value, uh, which means if your religion teaches vengeance, that's your right. And if your religion teaches turn the other cheek and love your enemy, that's fine for you too. Uh, Who's to say which view is better? And so... There is no real guiding ethics for our children, and the teachers in the school, by and large, are not permitted uh, by the Supreme Court of giving that kind of guidance, at least uh, not in any religious way. And they're certainly not allowed to talk about God. What we have is basically a godless culture. Well, now that's not necessarily true, okay? There are those selected that today in American public schools are permitted to discuss their God, but not the Christian God or the Jewish God. And I'll let it to your imagination to decide who I'm talking about. Yeah, but the thing that's mentioned here before we go on, why should that matter? We have freedom of religion in this country. We've got mostly freedom from religion. Okay, basically the scientific world that I talked about, what, an hour ago or more, that my theology professor professed that basic beliefs like the resurrection of Jesus have been discounted by modern science. We can't believe that stuff anymore. 
Uh, granted, there are Christians who go on believing it in spite of science, but I think that Richard Dawkins is a good scientific model for you to keep in mind, who represents the erosion of religious belief in Western culture as a whole. And when religious belief erodes, the ethics that came with that religion erodes with it. And so I think what we're looking at now is what Don called moral relativism, absolutely. Uh, there is no one that is given the authority to say what our modern morals should be. And so you do what you can get away with, and if it isn't liked, then you may get something like the women's movement that'll challenge what some guys are doing and hope they can get a law passed that'll give them the right to hang the perpetrators or whatever. So it really is reduced from being ethical standards in life to simply pass a law, uh, get as much muscle as you can behind your political views so that you can get things done your way. People, why don't we get past the politics here? I'm more concerned with the mysteries that we're confronting because we can have different opinions on politics. And you know, unfortunately, in the society, it is so heavily polarized that if someone perceives you as being too liberal, they'll freak. They perceive you as being too conservative, they'll freak. And I'll just give you one comment. Years ago, the consciousness of a conservative, former Senator Barry Goldwater, would go out with George McGovern, quintessential liberal. They were lifelong friends. They would go out, they would have friendly debates about their philosophies, and people would accept it and enjoy the fact that you have two gentlemen who were smart, who, as politicians go, relatively honest, and it was fascinating to hear them. I heard them. Nowadays, you can't do that. Because well, if you put them in the same today, room, they'll be ready to kill each other. Rage. You're dealing with nothing but rage and anger. I'm not sure well, where that rage and anger necessarily comes from. Let me comment that both conservatives and liberals dislike me. Okay? Whatever that may mean. Well, for uh, whatever it's worth, Barry, I like you. Well, thank you, Don. I like you, what, too. So, you know, right. let's just keep it there. Here, Yeah, but here's what I believe. The government doesn't understand how much keeping UFO information from the culture has helped the culture collapse in the way in which you've just described it, okay? And the polarization that we have now is, I think, the result of the collapse of the values in the culture. And this collapse has been brought about in good part because of the advancement of modern science and religion shrinking more and more into the closet and everything else has come out and i believe that if ufo information were released yes there'd be a shock yes there'd be a huge shock in the religious community but in fact there isn't a single religious community there's multiples eventually they would be shaken up and they'd have to i think begin to take ethics seriously in the culture in relation to modern science which that is creating problems for us right and left of Facebook just being the latest in the news. Let's do a mind experiment for just a second, okay? Let us say that next week, Monday, the United States government, a spokesman, were to come forward and admit the reality of extraterrestrials that are here on Earth. Now, that would be an electrifying, a shocking announcement. I'll lay you ten dollars to a thousand, ten dollars to a thousand, that immediately all across the country 
there would be people screaming on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else, every other social media. My God, it's a false flag operation. We are so consumed today with conspiracies, conspiracy talk, conspiratorial thinking, that even if the United States government were to come out with the absolute unvarnished one million percent truth, there would be a large majority that would say, well, what are they hiding? Why would they make this announcement? What's going on behind the scenes? What do you think? Oh, absolutely. And the government's brought this on themselves. So if they've been lying for the past 70 years, especially religious people have trusted this lie. All of a sudden, uh, the, the credibility of the government becomes pretty much zero. Uh, Let me ask you, you a know, question, though, which occurs to me every time we talk about religion and yeah. UFOs. Okay. What if ET lands in public and they communicate with us and we assume they would learn English, whatever they look like, and they say, you know, all that stuff that went on in the Bible, that was us. And we don't have a religion. There is no extraterrestrial religion. We don't believe in that stuff. How do we react to it? Well, I'd say there's a lot of panic in seminaries. <laughs> I mean, why not? In my second book, I have uh, an imaginary alien named Zorg, and I bring him in different points. And, um, you know, I have him saying things such as you just said occasionally, uh, or that we put Jesus on earth on purpose because we felt you needed to learn to live peacefully. And if you read the Sermon on the Mount, you'll, you'll see what Jesus' intention was and what our intention was, and you guys don't seem to be doing it now. So we've decided to land and take over in military style, and um, we're in charge now, something like that. For those of you who are familiar with the name Zorg, Zorg was a villain in the movie The Fifth Element. Thank you. In any case, uh, Zorg shows up uh, in my book, and he could be a villain. You don't know. Um, and that's part of the problem, even if... Um, if we'll say a landing took place and uh, the president took him to the White House and uh, had him interviewed from the Oval Office or something like that, you know, how would you know that Zorg's telling the truth and all that? Uh, that there, there's no escaping the problem of deception, uh, even when you go to the alien level. Uh, what um, Jesus, you know, in his in his ministry would do various miracles, heal people. And his enemies said that he healed by the power of the devil or that he had a demon in him. We got more to come. We're going to talk about that and Zorg. All right. I used to think E.T. must be named Orthon. Reverend Downing, Mr. Ecker, and Gene Steinberg, you're in. The Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home? And you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready to eat right from the pack bacon or warm and served. Life-saving ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at fullycookedbacon.com. Fullycookedbacon.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Healthcare reform is confusing. With the loss of the Obamacare mandate, those needing help can now choose an affordable alternative. By joining Liberty HealthShare, you're part of a community of health-conscious Americans all over the country who control their own healthcare costs and choices. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of their medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Before we return to the lore of Zorg from the fifth element, 
Bruce Willis, Mila Jovovich, and she, of course, you know, she, she's not a bad actress, actually. And she's not bad on the eyes, either. <laughs> not bad on the ears is After the Paracast, our special podcast that comes with the Paracast Plus. The Paracast Plus also includes a version of this show free of the network ads. All that starts at $1.49 a week. To learn more, go to plus.theparacast.com. Plus.theparacast.com. Reverend, go on, please. Okay. One of the things that uh, is in my book, as I said, is a chapter dealing with the Roman Catholic Church. One of the interesting stories comes from Daniel Sheehan. You may know him. He's an attorney who served several high-profile cases involving the Constitution. He represented the New York Times and the Pentagon Papers case. And he was asked to assist in preparing a briefing paper for President Carter in regard to UFOs in January 1977. At the time, he was employed as chief counsel for the United States Jesuit headquarters in Washington, D.C. He got the idea of contacting the Vatican Library, seeking access to that section of the Vatican Library where the information about UFOs and extraterrestrial intelligence was. And much to our surprise, he says, about two weeks later, we got a letter back saying, no, that we couldn't have access to this. We were shocked. And this was the United States headquarters for the Jesuit order. Sheehan sent another letter saying he would abide by all the Vatican restrictions. He received a second letter also denying him access. Uh, this is quoted from the book Unacknowledged by Stephen Greer. Um with, I would say that in addition to all the stuff going on in the media and saying it's a black flag thing and, and so on, uh, pretty soon, at least within two or three days, somebody would make their way to the Vatican and ask the Pope for a statement. And my guess is that the Vatican has known all along that UFOs are there and that they're real and that they're from another world. Uh, why wouldn't the Vatican have released this information before now? I suspect that it doesn't really fit with Vatican theology, and I suspect it has exactly to do with the fact that they believe many of the miracles in the Bible were done by high-tech aliens and not some type of supernatural power. And a lot of Catholic theology is built around the idea of the supernatural. So my guess is that would be the first challenge the Pope would uh, have to take, which is to make some kind of statement about whether or not he thinks that the aliens uh, were involved in the development of the biblical religion at all, were they involved in any of the Catholic miracles, like the appearance at Fatima in uh, October of 2017. A woman by the name of Ann Druffel has written an article about the Fatima experience in the Encyclopedia of Extraterrestrial Encounters, uh, the miracle at Fatima on page 190 in that book. And uh, it basically sounds like a UFO or flying saucer. It's a disc-shaped object spinning. Uh, I would say if the Fatima event had happened in 2017, which is the 100th year anniversary, 50,000 people were supposedly there to see it. My guess would be if 50,000 people saw it today, 49,000 people would say there was a flying saucer. The other 1,000 people would say they don't believe in flying saucers. So that's my sense of where the Fatima story would go if the landing, or rather the announcement took place, as Don suggested this coming Monday. So how would the Catholic Church come down in terms of uh, dealing with whether or not 
the idea that supernatural has to be discarded and replaced by a more nuanced view, maybe, of modern physics. That's one of the things I'd be interested to see. My Protestant brothers, I'm afraid to say, are nowhere near ready to deal with this kind of question, unfortunately. And of course, there are many other there are many other religious denominations and sects that also very well might have a major problem or even meltdown with a disclosure, undeniable disclosure that there's a reality here. And you know, Dr. Downing, there are a number of other possible possibilities what uh, this phenomenon may be. Now, Earlier in the show, I had mentioned the uh, end of the last Ice Age. Uh, We've talked about that very briefly, but we truly don't know. We don't know what may have been here 12 or 14 or 15,000 years ago. There was a major event that caused a massive climate change all over the planet at that time. Uh, The oceans rose, uh, probably billions of tons of water entered the ocean. New lands were uh, were uncovered. Old lands were covered up. Uh, What if there had been some type of advanced human culture that was able, at least in part, to escape the devastation, and that, in fact, in part, may be part of what we're witnessing today. There's another possibility. At the end of the Second World War, uh, we civilians don't truly know the, the extent of German technology, Nazi technology. They were working on some truly advanced technology at that time, aeronautical technology. There have been a lot of stories that have come out, have surfaced over the years, that they, in fact, were working on disc-shaped craft. With that being said, there's one other possibility, and this has also become a topic of conversation in UFOs, the possibility of interdimensional incursions into this reality. Have you taken a look at any of those possibilities? Yes, chapter 11 in my book uh, deals with that. I better get a copy of that book, huh? Yeah, right. And so, you know, the chapter 11 is entitled Advanced Physics, UFOs, and Biblical Interpretation. That's chapter 11. And basically, you, you have what looked like interdimensional action on the part of Jesus after his resurrection. You know, in one story in, in John chapter 20, the doors of a room are locked where the disciples were. They are afraid people are going to come and arrest them and kill them. And Jesus disappeared suddenly right in the midst of them. Uh, in the Eddie Andresen abduction story, uh, she's in her living room with her family, her children. UFO lands in her backyard. Aliens come right through the door of her kitchen. They don't open it. They come right through it. I have a, a minister friend who has had visitation experiences in his bedroom, somewhat similar to Whitley Strieber's. Uh, He had a being come into his room and then walk right out through his window of his apartment, and he was on the 15th floor. So there are issues of dimensionality, uh, of the different type of physicality that seems to be going on in some of the encounter cases now, 
and they also seem to be part of the New Testament story in regard to Jesus. We've got more to come with Dr. Downing, with Professor Ecker. No, he's not a professor. He's a professor of something. Someone once called me a professor of ignorance, by the way. You're in. <laughs> the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Face it, today's electric power grid is more vulnerable than ever. From natural disasters to EMP attacks and hacking, the grid could be crippled for days or even decades in the most dire scenarios. Visit quantumharvest.net to see our built-to-last EMP-protected solar power systems. While millions suffer, you'll have vital power for water pumps, refrigeration, and sanitation. Now that's peace of mind. EMP-protected solar power systems for every need and budget. See our full range at quantumharvest.net. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text BEST33 to 443-443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text BEST33 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, Text BEST33 to 443-443. That's B-E-S-T-33 to 443-443. Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? 
And I said, sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yeah, actually, that was not me. That was Long John Neville. He used to say, I'm a professor of ignorance. And then the mailman back in Brooklyn, New York, who used to bring my mail when I was 12 years old, and he'd say, you got to be a professor. Very bad imitation. Don. Well, sooner or later, right? Well, it's getting kind of later. We all have that anchor we've got to drag around, Gene. I mean, come on. Well, I've lost some weight in the last few weeks, so maybe my anchor's getting smaller. Well, tell me your secret. My secret, exercise, eating healthy. I work out every day. And one of the motels we stayed in was on the second floor, so we had to go up and down the stairs 50 times a day. Well, that'll do it. You see, now we're looking for a new place. I'm starting to think, you know what? Maybe I should look for a second floor. And the reason is I'm going up and down the stairs all the time. My wife has me going out almost every day doing a a dog duty patrol in the backyard, so I've got that. I've been doing that for five years since we've had Teddy Bear. I am the expert on picking it up and doing it clean and green. No, I have a lavender-scented bag. I don't want to get into this. It gets kind of grisly. Yeah, well, I've got something called a pooper scoopers. (laughs) I'd rather have the bag. (laughs) <laughs> teddy bags is a uh, teddy bag teddy bear is asleep now he's kind of not watching us go ahead mr ecker yeah so anyway dr downing if you had to distill all of this down into one succinct statement what would that statement be the aliens have put us here uh, they are because of, uh, I think, the Jewish and Christian religions, maybe other religions. There's a book called Alien Identities that deals with Upanishads. Dr. Richard Thompson's the author of that book. Uh, he's arguing that Eastern religions were impacted by uh, extraterrestrial contact. Uh, I'm in no position to be an authority to deal with what's true and not true and what he's arguing. All I'm saying is, I think... Once you know the aliens are there, once you read some of the abduction stories like the Betty Andresen story and some of the others, you know we're dealing with a reality that can bring about religious points of view. Uh, Even if Betty hadn't started a religious point of view, once she got through that experience, she would have one. Uh, And so we've got a reality that is interested in what we're doing, and I think uh, put us here, but I can't prove that, but that's what I believe. And I believe that this reality 
uh, wants to give us enough freedom so that we take responsibility for our own actions, but not so much freedom we blow ourselves up, which is why some of the UFO stories indicate that the aliens have uh, short-circuited the computers in our uh, clear silos and stuff like that. In other words, uh, they've sent message to the uh, military authorities of this world, uh, your plane was fired there, and we don't want you doing that. Uh, other than that, it appears that they want to give us freedom to uh, make our own choices, even if they're bad. Uh, so, uh, in that sense, they're like uh, extraterrestrial parents, I guess. As I stated earlier in this show, when I was in college, my major was history. History has always been a, a topic, a subject that I absolutely love. And with that being said, UFOs are no different. Now, I have been for, well, most of the time I've been involved in this subject, examining now and again the ancient mythologies involving uh, visitors coming here from elsewhere. Now, if you look at many of those mythologies, many of them detail, in quite mind-numbing detail, conflicts among these various groupings of gods, so-called gods, which we probably would identify as extraterrestrial. And around the globe, there are areas that at one point show suffered massive destruction. One area in northern India, even today, after who knows how many thousands of years, there are detectable levels of radiation. The same in the Middle East, uh, where it appears at some point in the past, a nuclear weapon was dropped. India, India also, a, a nuclear weapon. Now, what is your take on those stories now granted like i said they're mythologies but there does definitely seem to be physical evidence now something like that kind of uh, bothers me how about you uh it's mystery i wouldn't say it bothers me very much what bothers me now is i think that the what you might call the fire to change our culture in a a good way is here if the UFO information were released by our government. That's what I think. Um, and I think that the, the aliens have given our government the ability to lie, the freedom to lie, and if not, if not um, exposed the lie deliberately, that bothers me. <laughs> if I were in charge of the aliens, I would say expose the lie and let the earthlings um Begin to think about what it means that we're here and we're watching. Uh, we're not landing and take over. It's not a, a Independence Day again. Uh, it's not that kind of a takeover. Rather, uh, we expect responsibility from you. We expect you to run your cultures in a fair and an honest way, and you're not doing it. Uh, don't you think you ought to reform a bit? I want to ask a question quickly here about the form of ET technology. Now we're dealing, assuming ET has been here thousands of years or several races or more, with a highly advanced culture, unless they're 
technological capabilities has stalled. And maybe they're using some other civilization's technology. It's, it almost sounds like Stargate SG-1. We may not even be able to recognize their technology because it's so far ahead of us. Again, it would be like magic. So how would we assume then that what we see as UFOs is the real article and not just either our interpretation because we're trying to interpret what we see that's so alien in a way we can understand or a show put on for our benefit by them? Okay, I think that, you know, if you uh, are going to put out a fire, you're a fireman, you usually wear clothes that insulate you some from the heat, you know? I think that whatever the alien reality is, that there is a danger in it. Um, I don't think it's that there's a probably a cultural danger that the uh, Brookings Institute people were right about, uh, if that they can impose themselves on us in such a way that our culture would absolutely collapse. At the same time, I think that uh, you know we have tried to uh, improve other cultures uh, and in uh, ways that we hope have imposed American ways on them too much. But at the same time, you know, we land in Iraq and we land with an army. And so uh, there's a lot of resentment on the part of uh, the people in the Middle East about the way we impose ourselves and our values. I don't blame them for that. So there has to be some type of uh, technique that you can do good for another culture without taking them over. How do you do that? Ah, yes, the age-old question of nation-building, of trying to remake another country into our own image, our own belief of how these things should work. Will we talk more about that? We have the final segment of the show coming up in just a moment with Reverend Dr. Barry Downing. And thank you, by the way, a shout-out to Tim Beckley for helping on this episode. Gene... Don, Barry, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year, you get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. 
At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to NutraMedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralized the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888 8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Reverend, you were starting on a point there, and then the advertising came in. And by the way, I should tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you won't hear the ads if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. Go ahead, please. All right. The technique that was used with the Exodus, a very small group of Jewish people was chosen. Uh, they were called cho- God's chosen people. But in any case, they were a demonstration model, okay, so that the human culture as a whole was not taken over by the alien power that uh, brought about the Jewish Exodus. Rather, they used what I call targeted intervention. 
It's kind of a military strategy. Uh, that's what the radical Muslims used in taking out the World Trade Towers. They didn't invade America. They just took out the World Trade Towers, and they've had a huge impact on culture in that way. The Christian story, evangelists were sent out, and the message was, love your enemies, turn the other cheek, return good for evil. Didn't fly all that well back then, but that's the message they gave, and they said this is the message Jesus told us that we should speak, and Jesus was raised from the dead, and when we die, we move on to a world, and we will be judged based on Jesus' standards after we die. That's their message. And it flew a long ways. It flew all the way to the 20th century and the 21st, but it's really flopping now. That's what I would say. It's like a fish on the dock, uh, just flopping and not swimming. I think that if UFO information were relieved, yeah, there'd be chaos at first, religious chaos at first. But eventually, I think the biblical story and the biblical ideas of religion and ethics would be rediscovered, and I think we need to rediscover them. Let's kind of look towards an endgame here with our discussion. Now, we've talked before about the possibilities of disclosure and everything again, maybe improving. Reverend, you, of course, have probably heard about the stories in the New York Times, Washington Post, and elsewhere about this Pentagon UFO study. Yes. Does that to you indicate any progress? And let me just preface that by saying I thought in listening to what they said about it that they lived in a vacuum. The story about it is, oh, finally the government's taking it seriously. They committed $22 million, which is chump change. And... They had this study for several years, and then, of course, we have Tom DeLong's organization where the guy who is in charge of it has gone to work. The question here is that bothers me is if this really is anything meant to indicate progress in disclosure UFO research, why did it exist in a vacuum, as if there was never another UFO study, which, of course, we all know isn't true. What do you think? Yeah, I think that, you know, the Tom DeLong stuff... He contacted people after they kind of got out of whatever business they were in, and they knew what was going on. They've said some important things, but not enough to lose their pensions, of course. So that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, but you Uh, see the way it works now in the government, they may still lose their pensions if somebody decides to investigate them, like 24 hours before they get it? Maybe. They may be taking risks with their pensions. They may. And that's probably the challenge that... Uh, many of the scientists that are uh, involved in the UFO stuff are doing. I thought that the, you know, the the fact that the New York Times carried this article and didn't do it tongue-in-cheek was amazing, because I don't think the New York Times has ever carried a serious UFO article, has it? Does anybody know? Not a since few. at least July of 1952. Sure. Well, yeah, quite a few years. And the, New York, the Washington Post is worse because the Washington Post ran a review of a UFO book. It was the biography of Dr. J. Allen Hynek from, I think, last year. And the article seemed to be pretty straightforward. And then the last paragraph jumps into the little green men junk. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy who wrote a book called The Missing Times. You're familiar with that? Oh, yeah, I interviewed him, as a matter of fact, uh, Terry uh, oh Hansen. Hansen. Yeah. The, how's the corruption taking place? 
Are these people doing it as a sense of duty? You know, are the editors of Time Magazine and the New York Times and the Washington Post, are they saying, we believe the Brookings point of view, that is cultural collapse if we put this stuff out? So they've been complicit in the cover-up, which is what uh, uh, Terry Hansen's uh, argument is, basically, or were they paid off, which is, um, you know, more the the cult of the CIA type point of view that the CIA hands out money to the media centers and asks for their support. I don't know which way you want to go on it. You've got to go back to January 53, doctor. January of 53 was when the Central Intelligence Agency created the Robertson panel. And that was in, in lieu of what had happened in July and August of 52. After a week of basically batting the ball about, they came to one conclusion, which I am convinced they implemented, and that was to color the next 50-plus years of public discussion on UFOs. We must ridicule this subject. And ultimately, that is what happened. And you can look at the Post, you can look at the Times, you can look at most other newspapers, and regardless of how important or, or how many witnesses or the, the depth of, of the UFO incident, no one, no one has taken this seriously. Okay, Thornton Page was one of the ones who was on that CIA commission. And, of course, he and Carl Sand put together a team that did something called the Scientific Study of UFOs. And I think that, trying to think, but uh, there were several people that spoke kind of in favor of believing that UFOs are a serious scientific issue. But both Menzel and Sagan argued that UFOs are a religious phenomenon. Uh, in our modern times, Religion in general has gone downhill, and so aliens are kind of a substitute for angels. Uh, that was the argument that Sagan and Menzel both made, that their uh, UFOs are a modern myth. So part of the question is not only were the media people compromised, either by the government begging them to keep UFOs quiet for the sake of national security or paying them off, or what about the scientific side of it, too? And in my book, I deal with four people, uh, Thornton Page, Edward Condon, Carl Sagan, and Donald Menzel, who seem to be what I call the UFO debunking team. By the way, speaking of money, we talked about $20 million or so for the uh, Harry Reid study. Wasn't the Condon study funded by a quarter of a million dollars? Isn't that the figure? It was a half million dollars. Oh, a full 500000 Reverend, tell our listeners if they want to know more about the things you do. Is there a place they can check out, a site or something? Uh, what they should do is just Google the Reverend Dr. Barry Downing. They will be able to see me both interviewed on some of the YouTube things, but also they'll see several articles that I have published online. And so that's the easiest way to do it, is Google Reverend Dr. Barry Downing. Don Ecker, tell us about your stuff. Dark Matters Radio airs on Friday and Saturday. It begins at 5 o'clock Pacific time on both days, 8 o'clock Eastern. This weekend, we are revisiting the Philip J. and Brogno story. Well, we're going to take a look at that entire saga. Thank you, Don. 
And of course, you will always hear Don Ecker every so often on the Paracast. So we're always happy to have him here. You can find us on Twitter. Look for the Paracast. You can find us on Facebook with Paracast Fan Clubs. You can find us, the special version of our show, if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus, where you get better quality audio for the Paracast, free of network ads, the After the Paracast podcasts, videos, other goodies, and it's all available for prices starting at $1.49, which is slightly lower than the Circle K convenience store down the street here. So not as cheap as the free hotel coffee, but... Gene, it is cheaper than my car payment, so there you go. Well, I understand you own the car outright, which few of us do anymore. Yeah, my, my car is 10 years old, but I'm still I'm paying for it, so there you go. Dollar and quarter a week. Reverend Dr. Barry Downing, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Okay, Gene. Bye, Don. As always, Doctor, a distinct pleasure. Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. <laughs>